Hey everyone, I'm Kelly Mobeck, a coach and a leadership trainer, and I'm super passionate about helping you find out who you are authentically as a leader, own it, and go out and make an impact in your life and the lives of others. This world needs your leadership, your gifts, your unique brilliance, and I believe that real leaders don't wait, they create. I know firsthand that life is gonna throw us curveballs, that we're gonna doubt our greatness, our ideas, and our contributions. And my goal is that you believe in yourself beyond reason, and I get to be a coach and a champion for you each week so that you feel inspired, motivated, and most important, in action toward your unique impact in this world. So let's jump in. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I'm Coach Kelly, and today we have a super fun episode, and I have not one, but two guests here that I am both excited and a little nervous about. And before we do that, let's give some shout outs to some awesome listeners and hear what value they're getting from tuning in. All right. Remember, these are random picks. Our first one is from Freckle Pants. Freckle Pants, that is the coolest. (laughs) I love that iTunes name. All right. Freckle Pants says, fabulous and practical. Wonderful podcast right from the first episode. Coach Kelly is relatable, helpful, and fun. She has a wonderful way of sharing tools to help you figure out how to control and harness your own energy to live your best life. Amen. Freckle Pants, thank you so much for that review. I really appreciate it. And my promise to you is we're going to continue to raise the bar on producing that level of content for you. So thank you so much for leaving a great review. We appreciate you. All right. Our next one is from Andrea. Andrea, I know Andrea. Andrea is a friend of mine um, and has been listening to the podcast since the beginning. Thank you so much, Andrea. I love you to pieces. She says, honest lessons for life. This podcast series is an honest approach to use what happens to you, rewire your brain to see it as happening for you. Oh, that reminds me, that's probably from episode one, Life Happens For Us, Not To Us. The lessons get us out of our head and back into life. It's incredibly important during these times we currently live in. I'm super proud of what my friend Kelly has created and the impact it has on others. Well done, Kelly. Andrea, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your feedback always. Thank you for that great review. And my my promise to you is we're going to just keep on raising the bar with that. Just like I said, the freckle pants. So thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Freckle Pants, for your great reviews. So, you guys, we are at the end of July. Can you believe it? I mean, time is flying by, and I really, really hope that you guys have been enjoying your summer, enjoying some connected time with those that you love, and having a great time, the best that we can in the times we're in. So, today... I thought it would be super fun to explore what it was like to be a kid and a teenager and now an adult growing up with a mom as a leadership coach and trainer, being fully immersed in leadership principles every single day. 
When I was a coach in training, we were taught never, ever to coach family. Just don't do it. I think that's because as coaches, we get super excited about possibilities. And I think when it comes to the people that we're the closest to, we just want to jump in and rain possibility all over them. Well, the key to coaching is you really have got to have permission to coach at a deep level. And I think sometimes it can be really easy to take liberties without permission. As human beings, we do that. Plus, my job and my role was primarily mom. And my purpose as their mom was to bring up gentlemen who trust and act on God's plan for them, know their self-worth, be kind to all, embrace learning and contribution, and argue for their greatness. By the way, also to laugh daily and have a lot of fun along the way. As I began to learn more about leadership and coaching principles, I realized that if I was going to coach and train those principles, then I was going to get to practice and model them and take them on fully. From that, it became really clear that these would be amazing principles to utilize as a parent bringing up my babies who were two and five at the time. So you might say we all grew up as leadership coaches together, one by choice and two by default, really. Um, Because let me tell you, they don't hesitate to hold me accountable and call me on my stuff and hold me to my word. And being the best version of me, even when I don't feel like it, they truly are my greatest coaches and teachers. I've said it before and I'll say it again. um, I'm so incredibly blessed to be their mom. I have often been asked oh my gosh, it must be so awesome. Your kids must love having you as their mom and as a coach and growing up with these coaching principles. And let me just say that pretty much every time I would giggle and say, "Mm, you might want to ask the boys about that. So today, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to my kiddos. Um, Brad and Chris, you've already met Bradley on episode five, where we talked about having a growth mindset. You get to meet Christopher, also known as Chris. Um, Both of them are just incredible human beings who I am blessed to be their mom. Christopher is a sophomore in college. Brad just recently graduated from Marist College and is on his way to UCLA Dental School. We continue to learn and grow together. We've figured out how to work as a team (laughs) through the time of COVID and being in a house all together all the time. Uh, So lots of lessons along the way. So without further ado, I am going to let you hear from these two incredible men, my babies, my boys, Brad and Chris. Welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing today? Thank you, Mom. Uh, this is Chris, by the way, for everyone who is wondering. Hello, and thank you for welcoming me to this podcast. Um, I'm good, and I know Brad and I are very excited. How are you, Brad? Yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm really happy and grateful to be on another episode. Episode five was so fun last time, and thank you for all those that listen and all those nice compliments that you guys gave. And uh, I really hope you enjoy this one, and I'm really happy to be here. Thanks, guys. So let's dive into the burning question of the day. What was it like having a mom who 
is also a coach. And not only that, like you literally were growing up as I was growing up as a coach and a leadership trainer. What was it like for you guys as, as children? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. You know, there are definitely a lot of different aspects to having uh, you as my mom and, you know, also you being a coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just going to start with maybe the not so good news or at the parent time, the not so good news. Uh, I was with a story actually. And I remember when I was in uh, second grade, I came home and I, it wasn't even during the, the, the car ride home. It was more so once we got home, my mom could open up her computer and then began to show me a series of missing assignments. Not one, not two, but probably about like three or four, maybe even five. And, um, and she, she asked me, so, uh, Brad, why did you not turn in your assignments? And me, in my mind, I'm, like, I'm thinking, you know, I, I really just didn't remember. So I told her, Mom, I forgot. <laughs> and the first thing she says to me is, forgetting is an excuse. Now tell me what, what actually happened. In my mind, I, I, was, I was baffled. I was uh, really confused. <laughs> I, did, I had no idea. I, I literally told her I, I forgot. And, you know, imagine just being in second grade and your mom telling you that, like, how are you going to respond? And I responded with the same exact answer, answer, in fact, which was, I forgot, mom. What else do you expect me to say? <laughs> and, uh, and she said the same exact response to me. What, what I didn't really um, know at that time, at the time was that she was trying to instill the idea of accountability with me. And uh, mom, if you want to um, tell them like the, the actual definition of accountability. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, you know what, taking me back to that, I can just remember, like I saw your little face right there and kind of standing like, I forgot. And I'm like, forgetting is an excuse. And so tell me what happened. And I think Brad asked me to, to, to tell you, so, so my definition of accountability, the one that I live by is the ability to account for the choices that I'm making and or have made. So talking to somebody who's in second grade, I mean, that might've been a little intense. I'm just going to say, you <laughs> yeah, know, so just a tad bit, like, yeah. I guess. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being honest before I start pretending for sure, that was probably a little intense. I believe what we were looking for at the best that we could at that time was what were the choices that made? Because so many times it's easy to say, I forgot, I forgot. And forgetting really is an excuse. It is. That's a whole other episode. We will talk about excuses on another episode, but this one stuck so true in your head. So I get that, but that's what we were going for is really being able to look at what were the choices that you made such that you forgot. Well, yeah, I mean, as a 22 year old man now, I can now see that the actual answer was more likely, you know, I chose to not do that assignment by, you know, not, not really uh, having an importance. Yeah, for uh, for me, honestly, it's all very relatable with you, Brad. But for me, it was also a little different because how old were you when you when she started coaching? First or second grade? <laughs> oh, no, it was kindergarten. You were five, and Chris was two when I graduated and certified. So, actually, Chris was one. Okay, so yeah, I guess and Brad was four when I went through coach training. So I was like one years old, and for me that that's like my whole life right now. I'm, I'm 19 years old, almost 20 years old. And she, I just want to, I want to make it clear. Yes. My mom is a coach. And at the time she was learning to be a coach, but it, it wasn't, I, I want to make the distinction between her being a 
coaching mom and a mom. She was a mom first and coaching just happened to tag along because that's what she was passionate about. And she used those principles while she tried to quote unquote mom us, but it wasn't her coaching us. Like I know we talk about, oh, that was a little harsh. Yeah, because she was learning something she was passionate about and uh, trying to share that with us. But her intent was to be a mom. It wasn't actually coaching us. But to jump off your story, Brad, it's kind of funny because you kind of got blindsided like all of a sudden just that was that's an excuse. You're like, oh, geez, that worked before. (laughs) But like for me, I mean, I don't really remember a, a time where I can distinguish her being a different type of mom because like I said, she was a mom and she just happened to have coaching principles in her structure that came off to us. But for me, I think a distinct story besides the fact of making excuses, because let's be honest, all five, five-year-olds and younger and pretty much everyone makes excuses and they try to get away with it. For me, it was forgetting stuff. The stage after, oh, I forgot. Well, that's an excuse came the, ne- the next stage was, well, what if you remembered? Do you, do you, remember, do you remember that, mom? What, what if you remembered? And I'm like, what do you mean, what if I remember? Wait, wait, was it, was it, um, I think the next stage was, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, and it was, I, I, I don't know or something. And it was like, I don't remember, I don't know. And she would always go, what if you did know? What, what if you did know? Or, and I'm like, what do you mean, what if I did know? I'm telling you right now, I don't know. And, and this could this could be simply something as me losing a toy or me not understanding why I did something wrong in class or just simple kid behaviors that you might laugh at as a parent, but you have to be strict with them. And that really got under my skin. That bothered me. And I was like, mom, I don't need you to be a coach right now. I need you to be my mom. But in reality, she she was being a mom. But I think I think my point about this is, the difference between a, a mom who might not have coaching background and my mom, by the way, my mom's the best mom in the world. Don't try me on that one. So, <laughs> I'm just, I did not pay him <laughs> to say that. I did not pay him. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> no, but seriously, the difference between my mom and maybe someone who doesn't have the coaching background is when, when you have a coaching background, she was explaining me the other day that the whole point of coaching or not the whole point, but like a part of it is asking questions, trying to figure out solutions. Am I right, mom? Yep. Uh I I don't, I don't really remember. (laughs) Don't, don't say, don't say what if I did remember, but I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't really remember what you were saying. Do you want to share? Well, Chris, if you did remember what we were talking about was coaching is, is really being with another human being, asking them, they're asking them questions to drop their answers and empowering them to take action. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that, that helps me remember. So like, like what I was saying, a lot of the times when Brad and I did something wrong, she would ask us a lot of questions that we thought was nagging. And obviously we would uh, tease her about that. And we'd even call her a nag. We we would call Yeah, we would call her a nag, but (laughs) looking back at it now, I understand her intent. Yes, she was using her coaching principles. Did it really work when we were little? No, but in the long run, I guess you can say she hit a bullseye because those principles are kind of instilled in me. And I mean, I can't speak for Brad. What about you? They're totally instilled in me too. I I completely agree with with Chris in that one. Yeah. So, I mean, 
for me, and, and just so you guys know, Brad and I are not professionals in coaching. We don't want to study coaching. We, we, we don't really know any detailed coaching stuff like my mom does, but we did grow up in it. And we're here to share our life experiences and you guys can make the connections of where you see how coaching went well, maybe where it didn't go well. And I don't know, overall, I think it, I think it served me well in the long run. I love that, Chris. And first of all, can I get a raise of hands, even though I can't see you moms out there, dads out there, how many of you have been called a nag? You don't just have to be a mom who's a coach to be a nag. I think we can all agree. We parents, we nag. We are nagalicious. Are we not? We are. All right. Because you care though. Yeah, it's absolutely true. They don't give you a manual when your children are born that says, hi, here's how you raise them. They just don't. We figure it out as we go. That's true. Um, Thank you so much, Chris, for that. That was great. Let me ask you guys a question. What was, so here's what I heard from you is that growing up, it, it could have felt, or it sounds like it maybe felt like pressure, Right. It was pressure. a lot of pressure for me. For yeah. me, it was a ton of pressure. I, I mean, I know I used to struggle with like worrying a lot and mm-hmm. like, I guess that could be from pressure, but that's not all on you. That was also just part of me. But I, I do know from just a little side note, I don't know if this was coaching, but when it came to school, geez, I feared my mom because <laughs> she was on top of that. Like she, she was on that, like white on rice. She knew what we had that day before we even knew what we had that day. But I will say, um, sorry to cut you off. I believe your next question was going to be, is there any good things that came out of this? Uh, keep going. Okay. You're, you're doing great. Well, for, for me, before I jump into the next question, her being on us so quick and so, so white on rice, I, I shall say, it, it it started to teach us accountability and responsibility. That's that's where I want to start. But I'll, I'll let you jump back in because I don't want to fast forward too fast. Oh, no, you're great. You were great. I just was saying that I think in listening, and, and certainly the boys and I have had conversations as they've gotten older on what it was like uh, to have to grow up with me as as we were all kind of growing up as as leadership coaches together, even though they don't want to inherit my business and they want to go on and do other things in their life, which I think <laughs> is amazing. It's, it's that, you know, that pressure, kind of that intensity, that constant challenging, which one of the things as coaches we always learn is you've got to meet people where they're at. So, you know, perhaps instead of right when you got in the car, you know, the drill down sergeant in charge questions like what happened with your homework or your missing assignments, we could have perhaps had a little rapport. How was your day? Things like that. You know, things like that, I think would have been, would have been useful. Well, I feel like, um, definitely at first, just a comment, cause you said it's a lot of pressure. Maybe yeah. like, I don't know if you mean for you or for us, but I, feels like I think for, for us, both of us, and, oh, you felt the pressure. all three of us. Sure. And dad, bring yeah. him in. Well, I mean that, uh, like, I That's think another story <laughs> is another story, but uh, I think that at first, it felt like a lot of pressure, but now looking back at it, it, it was, it really wasn't pressure. It, it, and it was just, you were just kind of trying to help mold us mm-hmm. into what we, into what we um, have the possibility to becoming, into becoming, you know? And, uh, and I think that was really important. So in my opinion, that's actually some good news about it. Cause 
Now, as a 22-year-old man, looking back at that story where um, I was making excuses about not doing my homework, <laughs> another way I could have responded, right, was I chose to not give importance to those five assignments. And I really didn't because I, I didn't choose to write them down and um, obviously didn't remember them. Afterwards, what's really important is following up with what you can do next and what you can do better. And that saved me so many times, guys, in college. I've forgotten some big assignments. No, I've not forgotten, but I've let other assignments get ahead of me and chose to you know, not necessarily stress importance on another assignment, maybe let's say a chemistry course, um, let's say a paper. I went to the teacher or the, my professor and told them, hey, I'm very sorry, I have a lot on my plate and I chose to put more importance on this other assignment for a different course. Um, I'm wondering if you'd please give me another chance to do this assignment and turn it into you within a day and I promise it will never happen again. And for the most part, you know, having that accountability and responsibility and following up with what you'll do next and in the future, most of the time they said yes. And that really helped. And just to make clear, I didn't have a lot of later missing assignments in college. <laughs> I just want to like set the record straight. But for those times that I did, um, it really did help. So I, I think that's the big, the really good news about this. I think that's such a great distinction because the power of accountability and owning your results really moves you forward. Everybody can apologize. We can apologize till the cows come home and then right after an apology, half the time an excuse follows that. And I think that that being able to account for your choices, own them, and then ask for something different and then let them know what they can count on from you, like by you saying, hey, I promise this won't happen again. There's a whole different partnership you begin to generate with the people you're in relationship with. And I think it builds trust. Yeah. And I, I want to go back to when you said building rapport, mom, because I never had an experience of me jumping in the car and feeling like I was with the drill sergeant. <laughs> I, I honestly, I want to distinguish to people who are listening that my mom wasn't a drill sergeant. She wasn't coached 24 seven. Um, she was a mom and she's a good mom. And her saying like, oh, I, I didn't say, how was your day? She always asked me how my day was, whether or not I said good or gave her more of an explanation. But I do think, yes, the pressure was there, but it wasn't, it wasn't pressure that she put on us. It was pressure that we put on us. And I know that now because something that my mom helped Brad and I understand is that, like you kind of mentioned earlier, you had choices. She always gave us a choice. That's something special that I think that she got out of her coach training that she didn't, or a lot of moms might not realize that kids, teenagers, whatever age you are, they need their choices and they're going to make mistakes. And her giving us that choice really helped us be responsible. And for me later down the line, it also, my mom did build a rapport because the only person in this world who I can really come to at the end of the day, no matter what happened to me is my mom. And I think that's where coaching kind of served her well because she learned how to have conversations with people. She learned how to talk to people. Um, she just, I guess mom through coaching, you learned people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So and to be curious, to be, to be curious. So like Brad's a different person than I am. My dad's a different person than I am. And I'm a different person than someone she might coach. So her having that background and skill helped her understand how to talk to me. And yes, I can go talk to my dad and I talk to him about stuff too. And I talk to my brother about stuff. 
my family is everything to me. But my mom really did build that relationship. That's something that I thought served well. And her bringing me up that way also made, there. there's something that anytime I have an interview, anytime I have something that is going to push me to the next level, I always bring my mom into the picture because there's, there's, some, there's two things she instilled in me, honesty and accountability. Like Brad mentioned, no matter what happens, if I messed up, I know I messed up. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be a pushover. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm going to let a teacher, because in this case, all we've had experiences with so far as teachers, because we're not too, I mean, Brad and I work at a job, but it's not, it's not that long we've been in a job, so we haven't experienced. For me, I'm not going to let a teacher push me over because she or he has the authority to do that. What, if, if I know I did something right and they're penalizing for me, I'm going to speak my mind because one, building that relationship with my mom helped me understand to have accountable, responsible, and respectful conversations through those background principles that she taught Brad and I. But at the same time, if I did make that mistake, I'm going to go to that teacher respectfully and say, listen, Mr. Mrs. or Professor so-and-so, I really made a mistake and I need more time. Now, in in college, this hasn't happened to me at all. But in high school, I've had grades go from Bs to As. Last minute, literally day the grades are in, last minute. I was accountable. I told them what I need to do to fix it. They always gave me the time. That's the difference between making excuses and being accountable. That's something that my mom helped Brad and I understand at a young age so that at only 19 years old, and honestly, I was younger than that when I realized that. I was probably a freshman in high school. Freshman in high school, I already knew making an excuse is only going to dig my grave and being accountable for my own actions, good or bad, is going to help me excel, help me grow and be a better person. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much my story that I can think of now. Yeah, we're our, we're our mom's number one fan. Just make that clear too. Just wanna that is hundred percent. Like, I'm. I will support her, day in, day <laughs> out. And do you have you have more questions, right, mom? I do. And by the way, I am your guys's number one fan. Always <laughs> have been from the little time you guys came out, little chicken legs and Sputnik over here. <laughs> She's referring to my my big head, like not like even like a metaphor, like. A literal big head. That's what she's saying. He, he, would, he, would, he would walk and he'd have to like, he, he would like walk sideways because his head was too How big. You were even born. He was going to the that. side and he would fall over. He, that's my, that's it was like, my, it was like a weight to where like it would fall over and he would be on the top of his head and his legs would be oh uh, spreading out on top of him. Okay. 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 So we may be embellishing just ever yeah. so slightly it's like, right it's like there. Ken Mobeck embellishing. Right <laughs> that was great. That was great. So let, let me ask you guys this question. What can you see? I mean, I think you've talked a lot about this, but is there anything else you can see now as adults that is valuable to you in today's, in today's world? Yeah. You know, one thing I know we touched up on a lot, like responsibility, accountability. And so, yeah, on top those, for sure. I mean, I think you guys out there listening can tell that's something that we have valued a lot. One thing I want to make clear, though, too, is there's two specific things that she's taught me. Um, that I don't really know if she even knows that, but, um, is, you know, leadership and on, and listening to others and, um, specifically with leadership, um, 
you know, a lot of people have different ways to tackle it. And one big thing about leadership that my mom taught me, and I've, I've definitely learned different qualities from other people, but one specific one for my mom is that, you know, a, a great leader knows when to let others lead and, you know, to, you know, propel that other person, you know, to help them get to the level they want to be. And that's something that's really, really special and something that I really admire and, and tried my best to um, do as well when I was like, you know, say the leadership president in high school and also, you know, as, an, as someone who's an academic leader at my school. Another thing uh, is, is like listening to people. So a lot of times I feel like we kind of get stuck on our phones and we say, oh, hang on, so I'm, I'm still listening to you, but you're at the same time, you're also maybe texting someone. You're not really fully engaged in the conversation. And I, and I, I do that a lot still to this day sometimes. Um, I did a lot with my mom and she made that clear to me that, you know, how it feels when that happens. And, and when you don't do that, when you really devote your 100% of your attention to somebody, you know, you, you engage in really powerful and deep conversations. And you can also then bounce back and, and talk back with them and, you know, help them get through whether it's an incident that happened or, you know, just really just build a relationship with the other person. And that's so important. And especially because, you know, I want to be a dentist and a big key factor is going to be listening to people, especially if I have like, like tools in their mouth or something, I'm going to have to understand the gibberish <laughs> when I'm talking to them. You're really going to have to listen at a deep level. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's something that I think is really, really important. You can be listening to someone, but if you're, I mean, there's a clear difference between listening and active listening, you know, and not necessarily thinking, oh, what's the response I'm going to say in my head, but more so it's actively listening, listening and taking in the information. And so I think, you know, that's a, those are, in addition to the other concepts that we talked about earlier, are big things that I value as an adult and I'm really, really grateful for it. So thank, thank you, Mom. You're welcome. I think what you're talking about with the phone example, <clears throat> excuse me, and I believe we talked about this in the, in the, in the episode on empathy, where, where having that active listening skill really is so key to being empathetic with people, which right now in today's time is so important. I don't know that there really is ever a time that it's not important and being able to be present with someone. And we think we are, we think we're being present. We can't be present looking at our phone and responding to a text and listening at the same time. It's literally impossible. We think our brain multitasks. It doesn't. It just gets confused. And more importantly, what's the message that we send to somebody else when, yeah, yeah, I'm listening, but you're actually over here looking at something different. So I'm really, I'm happy that that is something that has really lasted for you and something you want to carry on and to the work that you do and the relationships you build. That's amazing. I think for me in my life so far has, I can't, I don't want to really repeat anything I've said. So what I've said is pretty much true. The biggest things I've learned is to be accountable, honest, and responsible. And I mean, obviously there's little things here and there, but like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, I'm not a coach. Brad's not a coach. We don't study these principles. My mom knows. That's why she's here. Honestly, like Brad and I, if we could, we would, we would totally have this conversation without her to just to be like, I don't really want to repeat myself right now because I've pretty much talked about it in the whole podcast. And, and like I mentioned, Brad and I are not really coaches. We're not coaches at all, actually. And we don't study any of this. We're just able to talk about our life experiences. And why my mom's here is because she understands maybe the meaning of what we're trying to say. So as of this moment, I can't really answer that question further. I just know that the biggest things that I know that I know is accountability, responsibility, 
respect, honesty, and that's pretty much it for me. And that's what served me so far. But I'm only 19, so I have a lot of years ahead of me, and it's going to continue to grow. But in general, I think, I think it's not like I don't want to just give the credit to my mom because I think my mom and my dad are two different people. They definitely have two different personalities. And honestly, that worked well. And what Brad mentioned earlier with letting the other person lead or knowing when they want to lead, my mom, like my dad will always give the credit to my mom. Oh, your boys are so respectful. They're so good. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. And he'll say, well, they must've got that from their mother. No, we, we learned it from both of them because they both work together as a team. And I think something that served my mom well is knowing when to let my dad be the dad and know, and knowing when she should step in. And, and he's learned that too. So I think just in general, we were blessed to be in a good family and parents who I know they didn't have a manual, even though it seems like it, but, but yeah, so that's, that's just, I don't want to repeat anything that I was saying earlier. So that that's pretty much it. But you know what? Anyone who's listening, if you notice or pick up on anything that we might not be seeing, and if you want clarification on any of these topics, feel free. I'll jump on another podcast. If you want Brad to be on a podcast by himself or me to be on a podcast by myself to clarify any of these things, I'd be more than happy to do that. So I love that. I love that. Christopher, that was amazing. <clears throat> My favorite thing is knowing when to take the lead and knowing when to step back and let somebody else take the lead because it's true. Uh, my husband and I definitely are a team. We are in this together. We might see things very differently at times. And I'll tell you what, there have been many times where I was about ready to lose my, you know what, because somebody or some people weren't following instructions. That's kind of an inside joke in our family. (laughs) And he had the ability to calm me down and then step in, take the lead. And here we go. And I, he's very generous in his, in his comments that he gives the credit to me. I fully give credit right back to him. And I also give credit to these two men too. Wait, you know what? I actually did have something. I just remembered something. I don't know if this was necessarily because of her coaching background, but I mean, it probably played a good role in just understanding things and trying to have effective conversations. I think something that I do pretty well is understanding other point of views. I know you learn this in grade school. You learn this from your parents. You learn this just from life experiences. But I mean, I don't know. Mom, maybe you've taught me some principles that relate to that. I, I don't know. But I feel, like, I feel like just the way that I grew up really helped me put myself in other people's shoes. And I, I, yes, I am a stubborn person at times. And I, I like to be right almost all the time. I mean, who doesn't? Exactly. We don't wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to be wrong 14 times today. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love being right. So, <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll be honest about that. <laughs> with that. With that being said, I'm able to, at those times when I realize it, cause I don't always realize it, but when I do, I, I like to step back and put myself in the other person's shoes. And even if I still don't think they're right, I want to understand why they're thinking that way or what might make them mad. And honestly, that's served me well in many different relationships that I was able to build with people and in general in life, because I'm able to effectively communicate to them what I'm thinking and try to effectively communicate 
to them what I understand that they're trying to say to me. I think that goes back to, you know, you have a very uh, strong core value called respect. Like that is just something I know is so true for both of you. And, um, and I think that respect is really the ability to honor another person's view and ideas and thoughts. And so listening to what you just said just reminds me of what Stephen Covey always said, and that was seek to understand before being understood. And and that really does help us communicate so much more effectively with people. And and I definitely see that quality in you, Chris. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, this is amazing. Thank you for your thoughts. And I really trust that that's creating value for people in different ways in taking the lead in their life and and perhaps looking at, you know, what they want to, where they want to lead and so on. So one last question. If you had an opportunity to be coached at school, uh, or in a future job that would assist you getting to your next level, would you take that on and and why? Or would you not take that on and why? Yeah. Uh, so, so actually, I, I totally would take it on. While, yes, I grew up with my mom as a coach and I probably could go to her. Even if I didn't, you know, I'd still, I would want to take that because, you know, it's not like it's an extra thing I need to do. It's more so it's it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to succeed and to achieve the goals that I want. You know, and uh, and there's nothing wrong with getting help or asking for help, right? And um, see, I would definitely take that on. I think it would be something that'd be really important and instrumental in me, you know, getting that promotion or I don't know, let's say uh, maybe after dental school, becoming an orthodontist. I, I definitely, I the big yes for that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, for uh, for me, pretty similar. Obviously, having a mom who is a coach for me in my life, it's hard to say like. Yes, because I know I could always go to her and possibly get the same help or better help. But knowing what it does and trying to understand it more, I would be open to it. Um, and I would probably take the opportunity, yeah, because for me, it's it's all about trying to better yourself and also having, I think what I mentioned to my mom a, another day is that coaching kind of gives a different perspective to the person you're trying to help in a, in, in a way, because for me, I might know everything about what I want to do in my job. I might have that perfectly set plan, but at the same time, I haven't made certain mistakes that other people have and having a coach, she or he is a different perspective and a different view of something. So I might have a perfect path, but they can come in and cut that off and say, hey, I just want to put this into perspective. Maybe you uh, might want to think of this, or maybe this will help you excel, or you could do this on top of that. And in general, also, I, I might be on the same path that someone that coach has helped before on a similar path, and she or he can see the mistakes that their other client made and guess what? Yes, everyone only has one uh, point of view to their own path. But I think a coach has an understanding of people in general and also understands and has gained experience through other people's lives where they can put to help better you. And I think a coach would just give me that opportunity, like Brad said, to excel. And I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt. You know, it's, it's only going to help me better myself. 
Awesome. 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 I love that. I love that. It's just bringing in different perspective, being able to work with Mm -hmm. breaking up patterns, being sure that you are as committed as you were five minutes ago, challenging yourself, things like that. Yeah. And also looking, looking past, like what, what's your next step or what what are you going to do after you obtain that? Like, are you happy or are you going to continue to push through? Like you can always make yourself better and, or like, or when you are successful, maybe you don't think you're successful, but then a different point of view could be like, Hey, Chris, take a step back. Look at what you've done so far. Appreciate what you have. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite things to do with people is for, uh, especially for the like overachievers, like let's, let's stop for a minute and let's just take a look and see what have you created and let's celebrate that. And let's be grateful for that. That's such a great point. You guys, Thank you so much for being willing to come on and talk about the good news and the not so good news and from your heart, what, what was true for you. And I think that you created some incredible distinctions for, for our listeners. And also thank you for being willing to come back on future episodes. I will absolutely (laughs) take you up on that any day. So much gratitude for being here with me today and giving our listeners some really great value. Everybody, thanks for hanging in with us today. Thanks for listening. I trust that there was some value for you. And I'd love to hear that. Drop me a line. If you have any questions or topics you want to address, email me through my website. You can find it in the show notes and we will take all of those on in future episodes. Do you want to be a guest? Let's connect because we had fun. We really had fun. So please join me here on this podcast. It'd be a blast. Let's keep this party going. Stay connected. I'd be happy to support you in any way I can with you taking that lead in your life. You can find me at kellyjmobeck.com and also on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. Hey, you know what? Have a great week ahead. And have a great month ahead because we're heading into that. And if it's not shaping up the way you want it to, take the lead and create a fantastic one. I'll talk with you all next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. For more resources on taking the lead in your life, head over to kellyjmobeck.com and connect with me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. If this episode was helpful for you, please feel free to share it with friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And at any time, feel free to connect with me and let me know what you want to hear next or what you're working on. I'm happy to help. Thanks again for listening. And here's to you taking the lead in your life.